from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. Missouri Governor Mike Parson signed a flurry of bills into law in recent days, and he might not be done yet. Parson called on Friday for a special session of the legislature, hoping to pass an income tax cut. Joining me in studio to talk about all this is St. Louis Public Radio State House and Politics reporter Sarah Kellogg. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely happy to be here. So, so last week, Parson actually vetoed a proposal to give a one-time tax break. Now he's asking for a special section session to talk about taxes. What's going on here? Yeah, well, so it was a $500 million that goes towards this basically one-time non-refundable tax credit. And we kind of got a hint that it was going to be vetoed the day before when the governor line item vetoed in the budget that allotment for that mm. tax cut. And so this is a – it was going to be a one-time non-refundable credit for Missourians who paid state income taxes up to the amount they paid. So if you owed $100. Theoretically, you know, in a perfect world, you get that hundred back, um, up to five hundred dollars for single filers and up to a thousand for joint. But the governor, you know, he expressed doubt on this from the get-go when asked. He said, you know, he thought it was quickly put together. He was not happy that some people wouldn't get tax relief at all, in part because there was an income cap. So if you made more than $150,000, you wouldn't qualify for the credit or $300,000 for joint. So we kind of knew he wasn't particularly happy about this. So we saw this veto coming. So when he, you know, basically said, I want to have the special session for income tax cut, it wasn't a super surprise. Is this something that voters are asking for in Missouri? Um, I mean, I think he cited a lot of the, the pinch that voters are seeing with with inflation, with gas prices. So this is his way. He thinks, you know, he, you know, as opposed to a one-time stimulus, like this is a permanent tax cut. You know, as far as this is what voters want, you know, they'll be paying less taxes. So if that's what they want, then they'll be happy with that. But it just depends on, I guess, kind of the answer is whether or not people want it, but they're going to hopefully see something, you know. Is there a, a feeling? <laughs> is there a feeling that something will pass? Um, I mean, this is what he wants. With a Republican supermajority, I have a feeling that a income yeah. tax cut's going to be pretty popular. Uh, you know, he vetoed the credit. He called for the session. And he says this will help everybody out. Some of those changes include an individual income tax rate, uh, in de- increasing the standard deduction. And so I think that I... I would find it hard to believe that he wouldn't be able to get this done during a special session. Okay. Well, he did sign more than 20 bills into law last year. One of them that's gotten a lot of attention uh, includes new rules for elections in Missouri. Is this a big change to election laws? This is a huge change to Missouri's election laws. It's an over 50-page bill that makes sweeping election changes. And not only it's going to impact voters, but it's going to impact people who run elections as well. There are new photo ID requirements. There are new requirements for election authorities. Uh, cybersecurity audits they'll have to do. They can't ex- mm. uh, accept private money for their elections with limited exceptions. There's lots of changes and some adjustments that those authorities are going to have to do come November. Sounds comprehensive. One thing that's gotten a lot of attention is that that voter identification piece of it. Uh, why do Republican lawmakers see that as a necessary change? So the argument that I've seen from Republicans is that implementing that photo ID makes Missouri's elections more secure. It's harder to cheat with a photo ID than with a non-photo ID. Have we seen a, a, a widespread voter fraud in Missouri that needs to be corrected? So the general consensus is no. Uh, the general consensus is that Missouri's elections are secure. Now, when I spoke to Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft when I reported on this bill, you know, he said, well, they can always be more secure. You know, the argument that there is no fraud, you know, he, he's a little squeaky on that. But he said, you know, it could always be more secure. And that's one of the arguments that with the big lie and these unfounded doubts by some voters on the legitimacy of our elections, mm-hmm. these implementations will kind of ease these doubts of voters when they're going to 
at the polls and they're worried that their vote's not going to count. And the big lie, of course, referring to the increasingly commonplace opinion expressed by a lot of Republican lawmakers who are refusing to accept the results of the 2020 election. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what do voting rights advocates have to say about the voter ID piece of this? Um, they're not <laughs> for this bill as a yeah. whole, and they're specifically definitely not for the photo ID portion of it. You know, not one Democrat voted for this bill in the State House, neither in the House nor the Senate. House Democrats expressed a lot of disappointment that Senate Democrats didn't fight it off more. Mm. You know, there's a lot of ires towards this photo ID measure. Denise Lieberman with the uh, Missouri Voter Coalition, you know, she says she's prepared to take this to court, seeing this as a violation of, of people's right to vote in the state. What's the problem? People, when when critics call this a form of voter suppression, what what are they looking at there? Well, I mean, it's just the idea of, of making it harder to vote based on photos or based off of a photo ID. That's okay. a harder thing to get. I mean, in parts, and, and not only is it photo ID, specific forms of photo ID. So, you know, a lot of students, they have a student ID. That would not count, even though it's a photo ID. The so student ID isn't going to count. The student ID won't count. It has to be a uh, either a, driver, a Missouri a driver's license or another form of state ID, some federal issued documents, so passports or military IDs. But there's a certain line. So it's not just a photo ID. There's specific ones. And not everybody has access to that. Not everybody needs those when they're living their daily lives. So there's definitely concern this is going to disenfranchise voters and specifically disenfranchise black voters in the state. Other IDs that are allowed that come that are related to hunting? Um, I, I, there's a certain list of them. I'd have to get to the okay. specifics, but it has to be, you know, either issued by the government or the state. It has to have your photo. It has to have like a form of like a, a signature trace. So there's a couple requirements that would have to fit in order for this to count. And absentee voting has been a huge topic, especially during the, the pandemic. Uh, this new law allows for two weeks of new, no excuse absentee voting. How is that different from what we have now? So it, it's two weeks of in-person no excuse absentee voting with a photo ID. And so that's the reason that, uh, for example, uh, Denise Lieberman, you know, she kind of called this uh, introduction a bit of a sham because it's not no excuse because you do need to be in person. You do need to have a photo ID. But currently when you're signing for an absentee ballot, you have to you know, check off a box as to why you're uh, mm-hmm. why you're not going to be there. And there's only a couple of reasons why that would qualify. So a lot of people, you know, hate to say it, they lie <laughs> and they say they're going to be out of town or they're going to be able and they vote anyway. This would give you don't have to give an excuse for these two weeks up to it. But, you know, there are still some restrictions of it being in person and being a photo ID. And fin- finally, Sarah, is there a sense that this will change the outcome of future elections? I mean, that's the big question, right? You know, this won't be in uh, this won't go into effect until the November election. You know, the primary a couple, you know, a month ago, that's not going to see these changes. But I think the big concern is fewer people are going to be able to vote because of the restrictions. And it might add a couple burdens to election authorities. They don't know how this is going to impact their ability to run elections yet. Thank you so much for joining us. This episode was produced by Jeremy Goodwin, Danny Wisentowski and Alex Hoyer. Our audio engineer is Aaron Dorr, and our production intern is Avery Rogers. This episode was mixed and edited by Avery. Alex Hoyer is our executive producer. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.